The Fox Sports 1498 3FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engines. Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. Good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on a gorgeous Saturday. And I'm glad to be back from my necessary trip I had to take to Florida, which was uh, went off without a hitch. And I want to thank, thank these three gentlemen here in front of me for doing such a great job. I listened to the entire show from... Uh, about Brunswick, Georgia, to somewhere between Jacksonville and St. Augustine. So, uh, appreciate the good job y'all did up there at Impex. And, uh, um, look, sounded like a great show, even though the guests didn't come on. Uh, yeah, well, I had plenty of, of field we, time. In spite of that, we had fun. It sounded like it. And had a decent number of people come through during our two hours stand up there. Ronnie, don't broadcast, though, with a hamburger in your mouth. That don't, <laughs> you can't hardly understand you. Well, that's, that's, I can't let the radio get in the way of my eating. (laughs) Well, no, y'all did a great job, and I I listened to it, and it was a a good show. Good morning there, Greg. Well, good morning, Perry, and happy to see you back. I know I talked to you when you got back, and you were were pretty doggone tired. But, yeah, uh, we got a lot of people to thank up there, Uh, the the people at uh, at the car lot, you know, this super neat deal they took care of us they had had drinks they had this they had that and uh we got to thank ernie smith he just took his drag car up there it looked real good of course with the start your engine is an associate sponsor uh of his car and he taught so we had and 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 larry drove up there and, and parked the mustang kind of where people could see it but it all they did they had a good crowd good food uh, the only thing that was missing was you. Well, I was listening. I was there in spirit. Good morning, Alan. Good morning, Perry. How you doing? Doing good. Did they uh, do any racing locally last weekend? Oh, got a lot of racing in last week. All right. Well, we'll find all about that at uh, 1020. And, uh, Greg, you got us a pretty good guest today. Well, I tell you what, the timing of it is perfect. And that's why I suggested it. That's the reason you suggested it. And, and uh, I tried Jeff earlier in the week. Jeff Bodine's who we're talking yeah, about, Jeff, right? Bo- Jeff Bodine. We're going to be interviewing Jeff Bodine, who won the last race for Bud Moore Engineering in classic style. And that but, was at Sonoma. And it was at Sonoma. That's what the tie-in is for this weekend. And we did. We won it going away. We didn't back into it. We didn't do nothing. We started third. He took the lead about second or third lap. And that's what we're going to talk about that with him. And also, you know, they it, it, they always been labeled the bad boy, the bad boy, or whatever. Well, you could have a bad guy. He, uh, but he don't live in New York City. He lives out in the country. 
and you get around Watkins Glen and Chemung and all those places, they're country people and think just about like us and everything else. And when he come down south, he was the northeast bad boy, and he come down here and rub horns with our bad boy, Dale Earnhardt, and it didn't go over too good. Actually, it went over great. I mean, it was some good television. I thought it was fantastic. Oh, made a good movie and everything. Yeah. And, and Jeff, you know, got really him and Harry Hodge helped save Hendrix's situation to some degree or, or a total degree. Well, actually, Jeff Bodine won the first race for Hendrix. So, uh, actually, he got him started. But we'll uh, get into all of that and more with Jeff at 11 o'clock. So, uh, stay tuned for that. And I just want to say that uh, I-, I hated missing last week because... As everybody knows, I, I think the Indianapolis 500 is the greatest race in the world. And I tell you what, if you went by what I saw on the television last week, it sort of bore that out. I mean, those guys in Indianapolis, they had perfect weather, a little bit cool, which I think those engines like that. And uh, they went 200 laps. They didn't have a competition caution. They didn't have any cautions for stages. They didn't have many cautions at all. They had uh, one for a crash on pit road and one when the guy's wheel came off, uh, um, Ray Hall. And, um, but 190 miles an hour average of 190.6. So it was getting up close to 191 for 500 miles around a, a track without any, you know, banking to speak of and, Open wheel cars where if you touch, it could be disaster. And they just did a fantastic job. Not to mention, um, my daughter Hannah, she said, well, who do you want to see when? She picked me up at the airport and got me on the couch right after the pre-race started. And uh, I said, well, it's easier for me to tell you I don't want to see when. And that's I I really don't want to see Helio Castroneves win his fourth race. But I'm telling you what, once I got into it, and he got into that battle at the end with Alex Palou. Then they were trading the lead, it seemed like, every lap for, like, the last 10 laps. And there were a lot of lead changes in that race. But I tell you what, he was the oldest man in the field, racing almost the youngest man in the field. And um, he uh, just did a fantastic job. He was so happy. And, and I was saying, well, I wonder if that old man can still climb the fence. And he shot up that fence like the Spider-Man he is. And... Uh, Everybody, it reminded me a lot of when Earnhardt won the Daytona 500 with all the teams coming out there to congratulate him. And uh, he starts sprinting down the main straightaway towards, uh, you know, towards the fourth turn. And and people were just going crazy and kept going crazy all the time that he was in the back of the car, uh, the pace car on his victory lap. Plus the fact that um, uh, he hadn't won the race in, what was it, 20 years I think it was 20 years since he won his third. And uh, Penske had sort of written him off and relegated him to the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. And uh, and then he lost that ride. And I, I'll have to look up to see who he drives for now. But they won the 24 hours of Daytona. And then he wins the Daytona 500. So, as he said, he's been in two races this year. And he's won both of them. And they were both huge races. And for a small team, what? that means a lot. Meyer Shank Racing has been around about four years, but I think they've had one-third. And uh, that was just, man, that was a bunch that, of happy people. That just put them up on that map. Oh, yeah. You know, whenever you win the Indianapolis 500, that just puts you up at the top. You outrun Penske. You outrun uh, 
the Chip Canassi team. Yeah. And, I mean, whenever you do that, you only got two or three other smaller teams. You got the Ray Hall Letterman team and stuff like that. But uh, you still got to you still got to work on them two dominant teams that are there. Yeah, well, it was uh, Helio Castroneves in a car 06. You don't see that too much. That's my old buddy Neil Castle's number. I noticed that too, Perry. Yeah, 06. <laughs> I thought about that. And uh, second was Alex Palou. I mean, what's the margin of victory here? 0. 0.9, 0. 0.493 seconds. That's uh, uh, a tenth, a thousandth of a second. I mean, that's, he was right there. <laughs> and like you said, got to hand it to Indianapolis 500. They don't have this stuff called lucky dog, nothing like that. <laughs> no. You get behind, you behind, you got to make it up. In about 1979, it was almost uh, earth-moving when they decided to let them start bunching up under the pace car. I mean, they had this pacer light system for a while that enabled you to um, maintain your distance. And it, it was just like uh, sacrilege when they when they allowed them to bunch up under the pace car. So it was, you know, traditions are hard to hard to break at Indianapolis. But So we've got another four-time winner with uh, joining A.J. Foyt, Rick Mears, and Al Unser Sr., so, uh, what, what, just what a great race. And I, I've got to tell you, and I'm going to get Deb's thoughts on this earlier. And I, I know she's a great girl. I mean, we all love Deb. But, you know, I think she's kind of defensive of, of stock car racing, which I, I don't blame her as long as she's been in it. But I'm telling you what, after watching that Indianapolis 500 and, and taking a little break and then watching Charlotte, I mean, it was like they were in slow motion. Plus, it was a lousy race. I mean... You know, she was saying a couple of weeks ago, you know, about how well you got to know how to watch a race and this, that, and the other. But I tell you what, they don't they don't hold the races for the press and the media. They hold it for the fans. And uh, Alex, the guy that's on the open mic daily, he went, and I didn't. I don't think they were on Monday, but it must have been Tuesday. And he just he ranted about what a sorry race it was and what can they do to change it and. About all I can say is I went to a lot of Southern, uh, a lot of World 600s, Coca-Cola 600. Greg, I know you went to dozens of them. And uh, that's just a... Or more. (laughs) And that's the nature of that beast. It's just a long, usually hot race, 400 laps. And uh, it takes a long time to do it. Any way you shake it out, you can have a better race. But uh, not only was it a lousy race, it was a long race. And it always will be a long race. Well, at one time, they didn't have all these... You know, after you got 500 miles, a lot of these engine builders got to worrying about it. They wouldn't let them practice too much. But now, since they got these engines where they'll last, I mean, they'll last as long as you want to run them. And that that takes part of it out right now. Well, it does. And I'm glad you mentioned that because I was thinking about that last night on how I was going to address the situation. But the bullets and, and pretty much the cars themselves, unless you're driving Kurt Busch's car, or just about bulletproof, and you don't... Yeah, I remember, and I know you remember it, and all of you remember that it ever went to a race. You could hear an engine blow sometimes all the way from the other end of the track. You definitely could hear a tire blow. Oh, that yeah. sounded like a shotgun going on. Sounded like a cannon. Yeah. Boy, they had the liners. Remember, we'd be down oh, in the yeah. corner, and then boom, and you'd look, just look, look you just, right, boom, and then car was headed to the wall. Yep, sure but, did. But that is the big question. You had both Chip Canassi cars, and from what I could hear... Both of them locked the water pumps up on them. But guess what? They are Hendrix motors. 
Well, but this so is... now, do you think Chip Canessi would be standing there at Hendricks Murder Program on Monday morning going, uh, what happened, boys? Both of my cars fell out, and your your four cars finished in the top five? Again. Again. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much uh, they would be allowed, and I'm not talk- I'm talking about by Chip or, or whoever the team manager is there, uh, to fool around with those motors once they get them from Hendrix. You, if, you, if you're on their lease program, from what I understand, Hendrix sends a motorman with his motors. And you do not, you pretty much cannot, you know, take them apart and nothing like that. And he, the, the representative from Hendrix does all the tinkering. Yes, he does all the tinkering. But like I said, I mean, I don't know if he used Chip Kinesi as an R&D deal, uh, <laughs> research and development. As far as something that they was trying, but it didn't work out for Chip Kinesi in the World 600. But isn't that two weeks in a row for Kurt Busch? Didn't he blow one a couple of weeks ago? And and then I, I he... Uh, I know he I, blowed that turn down there when it was raining. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that was... That was, that was probably the driving move of the year. You couldn't do that again if you tried it a hundred times, the way he squeezed it between those... Who, who was it? It was... Uh, his brother and uh, Austin Dillon. Okay, yeah, right. That was that was just that was insane. It looked like video. You wouldn't believe it in a in a movie, but nope. it happened in the rain at Texas. But it was a great weekend overall. Um, of course, Jeremy Clements. Let's don't leave him out. He had a outstanding tenth place finish in the Xfinity race on Saturday. He uh, started sixth, so he had a good starting spot, and there was some. Uh, I was listening to it on the radio, and I got a story to tell about that. Well, I got time to tell it real quick. I was going through Daytona uh, about the time that started at 1 o'clock after y'all's show was over. At our show. Our show. And uh, <laughs> uh, the, uh, I said, well, somebody be carrying that race because I'm going through Daytona, the home of NASCAR. I mean, I'll be, I won't have any trouble finding it. I looked AM, FM, couldn't find it anywhere. And started pushing buttons. And I noticed this thing had serious, serious radio. I said, "Well, let me just look." So I started at one, two, the the five is the fifty, six is the sixty, <laughs> sevens, and so on, and classical and Bach and all this. You know, all, Xfinity race was at channel ninety, and I took them one <laughs> at a time until I found it. So NASCAR, well, you're much more persistent. Persistent than I am. Well, I had a button on the steering wheel. Okay. I didn't have to lean over, but uh, it was, and I, I joined the race with eight laps into it. So uh, NASCAR radio and a lot of you that have serious XM radio know this, but I didn't. It's channel ninety all the way around the world. So <laughs> I know it now. So uh, I tell you what, let's take our first break. Alan said there was a lot going on last week, and I can't wait to hear about it because I don't know anything. I think the weather was probably perfect for all of it, but. Um, As I said, let's take a break and come back. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. 
Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership. Family-owned and operated, Jamie Nodine and his wife Rita are Boiling Springs natives and proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. You won't get pressured at Impex Pre-Owned. You'll just get help finding your next car, truck, or SUV at a price you can afford. Start your search today at ImpexPreOwned.com. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned. Asheville Highway, Boiling Springs. For scores, high school football schedules, articles, and everything going on here at the station, download our app today. Just search Fox Sports 1400 either at the Apple Store or via Google Play now. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. Do you own a rundown house or a property with problem tenants? Did a relative leave you a house behind on maintenance and all the problems that go with it? If any of these things are true, Upstate Property Solutions can help. Upstate Property Solutions buys homes in any condition or circumstance. Foreclosures, condemned homes, mobile homes with or without land, it doesn't matter. We have a solution for you. The best part is we will pay you cash. So give us a call today at 256-0727 or visit UpstatePropertySolutions.com. Consultations are free. Ronnie, that's so much better than hysteria. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> okay, uh, speaking of bad moon rising, Alan, uh, what happened locally around here and what can we look forward to today? Okay. This uh, weekend. We're going to start off with last Saturday night up at Harris Speedway. They had eight divisions racing up there. That was the Charlie Blanton Memorial. Even though it was Memorial Day for all the veterans, yeah. some of our local racetracks have got where they, uh, I ain't going to say celebrate our local drivers around yeah. here, but they do they acknowledge him for their years of racing at these racetracks. Charlie might have been in the Army for all I know. Probably was. Back he's, in those days, you went in the he's Army. A pretty, he's a pretty tough cat. I know he was. And, uh, you know, did you see the little program they got, the Renegades of uh, NASCAR? Yes, I did. Deb was on that. Deb was on that. Yeah. And we need to talk about her whenever she calls in about that. You and, bring it up. Uh, I wish they would. I wish they'd do one about dirt racing, kind of like it, and bring back some of the old drivers like Stick Elliott and stuff like that. But you know, it's well, kinda... Stick's going to be a tough interview. Well, I, I'm talking about just 
mentioning show. him. Yeah, mentioning okay. him and stuff I like that. But uh, we're going to start off up at Harris Speedway. They had eight divisions racing up there last Saturday night. Young Guns Division, first place, Preston Kelly. Second place, J.J. Coggins. Third place, John Michael. In the Crate Sportsman Division, first place, Jesse Wall. Second place, Jake Jackson. And third place is that driver that I keep on mentioning ever so often, Data Unavailable. <laughs> <laughs> but I looked at his time on the charts, and he did cut the fastest lap on lap seven. Data Unavailable. Data Unavailable. I'll be doggone. Uh, stock Front Wheel Drive Division, first place, Bradley Williams. Second place, Jamie Coggins. Third place, Brandon Bond. In the late mall division, first place, Ron Parker. Second place, Willie Milliken. And third place, Scott Shirley. In the renegade division, guess who? Uh, Wally? Wally Fowler. There you go. Second place, Josh Burgess. And third was Chris Davis. Better start lining him up here in a few weeks for yeah, the show. Okay. I might go up there and see him tonight if he's going to race up at Harris. he got a big race coming up, which I'll get into a little bit later on. Okay. Uh, Thunder Bomber Futures. First place, Stetson Todd. Second place, Billy Ho. Uh, third place, Tyler Abernathy. In the pure stock division, first place, Josh Ayers. Second place, J.J. Penfield. And third, Taylor Johnson. In the Thunder Bomber division, first place, Blake Bentley. Second place, Grant Parr. Third place, Justin Barber. Grant's showing up about every week now, isn't he? He's showing up about every week, uh, except, uh, well, I can't really get in. Uh, we'll get into it a little bit later. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to move over to last Sunday night. This was Cherokee Speedway at the Mike Butler Memorial. Had seven divisions racing up there. We're going to start off with the MMSA Stock 4 division. First place, Kevin Cooper. Second place, Logan Ritchie. Third place, Philip Wilson. In the Extreme 4 division, first place, Clayton Sieg. First win for Clayton Sieg, so... And dirt track racing, whenever you get your first win, you know what you get. Don't they throw you in a lake or something? No, they drag you backwards down front down front straightaway. Or backwards forward, well, they drag you through the mud. Well, I was close. Yep. Uh, second place, Trent Blackwell. Third place, Blaze Coggins. In the 602 Thunder Lake Mall Division. First place, John Ruggiero. Second place, Brian Mullis. Third place, Dale Timms. And the Pierce Stock Division. Here he is again. Nathan, first place. Nathan Pierce. Second place, John Ayers. And third place, Kevin Nations. In the Thunder Bomber Division, first place, Mark Towell. Second place, Daniel Massey. Third place, Preston Dimsdale. In the Mid East Street Stock Division over there, they had a big race over there. Uh, paid fifteen hundred dollars to win over there. First place went to Caleb McLaughlin. Good win for the team of Caleb McLaughlin for a fifteen hundred dollar race. Uh, second place Ricky Green. Third place Andy Stewart. And the Ultimate Super Late Models. The big show of the night. First place went to Brandon Overton. Second place went to Brent Dixon. Third place went to Derek Remy. Uh, fourth place went to local driver Josh Bales. Ross Bales. And third place went to another local driver, Trent Ivey. Okay, let's move over to Traveler's Rest last night. And you know what comes to it, Traveler's Rest, on uh, late night, whenever it gets kind of summertime? Fog. Rain. Rain. Well, I'll close but, again. But they got three divisions in at Traveler's Rest Speedway before the rains come through. 
In the Pure Stock Division, we had Travis Burdett, second place. Jason McGrew, third place. Mickey Brock. In the Extreme Four Division, first place, Cody Page. Second place, Dean Riddle. Third place, Josh Whitfield. In the Thunder Bomber Futures, first place, Stetson Todd. Second place, Blade Edwards. And third place, Kyle Cox. And let's move up the road to Carolina Speedway. That's in Gastonia. Gastonia. Well, guess what they got? Same thing that Traveler's Rest got last night. Rain? They got a little bit of rain up there, so they had to call it after four divisions of racing at Carolina Speedway last night. They got the Young Guns in. First place went to Jacob Hayes. Second place went to Hunter Wallace. And third went to Schuyler Howard. In the Hornets division, first place went to Jonathan Shrapp. Second went to Ronnie White. And third went to TJ Stacks. In the Pure Stock division, first place got Shorty Lacey. Second went to Raymond Brown. Third went to Dylan Lacey. And we got another division up there, which you probably heard of this before. They call it Powder Puff. I hadn't heard it in a while. That's exactly but, right. I That's mean, it, anybody can run in any division now. Why would they still have a Powder Puff? Well, that's, uh, you know, I ain't going to say, you know, it's kind of like mixing football players together. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, let's, let's uh, you uh, know. Uh, let me ask the... $24,000 question. Can a man run in the powder puff race? No. But a woman can run in the regular other races? Yes. Uh, something's not right with that. Now, where's our equality? Uh, we don't, let's don't go there. I if, want some of that powder puff. I want some of that powder puff money. If you really want to be a man and you want to go to the powder puff race, <laughs> <laughs> if the I'm, fight breaks out, I'm, if your fight breaks out, like I told my wife, she was up there at Harris and she said, I need to go to the bathroom. I said, well, I'll walk you down Pitt Road, honey. She reached and grabbed my hand. I jerked my hand back. I said, you don't hold my hand walking down Pitt Road. <laughs> Not at Harris, anyway. <laughs> but in the Powder Puff Division, first place went to Missy Hayes. Second place went to Samantha White. And third went to Keitha Martin. What do they race? I don't know what they really race up there. All right. And uh, let's get over to uh, some big racing that's going on tonight. All right. Big racing going on tonight up at Harris Speedway. Harris Speedway, uh, they're going to have the Mid-East Street Stocks up there competing for $1,500 to win. And they are going to let the renegade cars that regular race up there combined in this division. The way it reads, it says our weekly renegade and crate sportsman drivers will not only go head-to-head in this Mid-East Street Stock division, but are eligible competitors for the round three of the Renegade Crate Sportsman Challenge. So that's going to be one good show going up there on Harris Speedway for $1,500 to win. Also on the program, they got the Run What You Brung division, the 602 Late Models, the Pure Stock division, the Front Wheel Drive Stock, and the Thunder Bomber Futures, and the Young Guns. So uh, a lot of good racing going on up at Harris Speedway tonight. And uh, it's thirty dollars to get in the pits, fifteen dollars to get in the stands. Uh, gates usually open up or up there around four o'clock, and uh, going to be a lot of good racing going on up there. Also, got a big wing sprint car. There you go, wing sprint car. Something that you like, Perry. Well, you, you know, uh, that's going that's going to happen at Lauren Speedway, though. Let, let me let me make a correction there. I. I like any kind of sprint car racing, but 
actually, I like it when it's just the cage. I'm, I'm not a big fan of the wing. I, I think it, I know it has a purpose, but it kind of just, to me, it destroys the look of the car. I'm kind of a, I, I kind of like the unwinged threat car. Traditionalist. Yeah, well, that's me. I yeah. mean, I'm. I like it wing. 120 that means, years that old. Boys, that means them boys can go faster. Well, I realize Somebody that. asked me, they said, what does that big wing up there do? I said, stand in the back of a pickup truck and hold a full bait sheet of plywood up and see which way you go. <laughs> <laughs> You'll go out the back of that pickup truck flying. But uh, also, Dan, Lawrence Speedway, they got the four-cylinder division, the Thunder Bomber division, Thunder Bomber Futures, 602 and limited late models down there. So a lot of good racing going on. We hadn't talked too much about Lauren Speedway. So we need to give them boys a shout out. Uh, it's going to be uh, Gate Times Dinner. It's going to be 4 p.m. this afternoon. Pits are going to be $30. Grandstands is open up at 5.30. And it's going to be $15 to get in the pits. Kids 10 and under will get in free. Racing begins at 7 p.m. tonight. And that's at Lauren Speedway. As far as Cherokee Speedway, Cherokee Speedway is going to be off tonight. We'll they will c- come back next Saturday night with a big ten thousand dollar six oh four late model race. Uh, also, on that thing is going to I mean on that program is going to be uh, pure stock and also uh, super sportsman open wheel modifieds. Thunder Bombers, Young Gun V8s, and Extreme 4s. And like I said, that'd be at Cherokee Speedway starting next week. Uh, actually, from what I read on here, they actually going to start somewhere along on Friday night and take it on in to Saturday night since this is a $10,000 race. Is that 10000 to win? Or Yep, 10000 to win for the 604 Lake Mall. That's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. And... Uh, that's pretty much our local scene. So, uh, like I said, they going to be a lot of good race cars going up Harris Speedway tonight. Whenever you're talking about the Mid-East Street Stock Division, and they're going to combine them with their Renegade Division up there, which is Wally Fowler, Josh mm-hmm. Burgess. And uh, so uh, we're going to see how they can hold their end of the bargain up. Uh, we any closer to getting a 25T on the trailer? I've had two or three phone calls this week, and... Uh, I think you're starting to lean that way. Uh, I went by the I went by the parts place the other day, and I told that girl in there, I said, I need to order me a nose piece for my race car. And about four or five people in there kind of perked up and started going, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> I said, uh, she said, which nose piece do you really want? I said, I can't mention it right now. <laughs> too many people? Too many people standing around. <laughs> uh, well, that's, uh, I tell you, they won't. Now, I what, won't what, what, I won't what kind have, of options do you have? the nose piece oh you got all kind of options i want the most i want the one uh we got we got i put one on the race car we went over at cherokee speedway got to race it one time and they looked at me when it went across scales and looked at me and said don't bring it back well what was wrong with it huh uh it was it was pretty Oh, well, I, that, you didn't get outlawed for pretty. It was pretty. I'm going to tell you, it was a pretty, and it was fast. Now, where, uh, t- I'll put it this way: you see, you see the you see Indy cars, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Well, uh, I kind of, I don't, I kind of want you to give these people a plug. I mean, that's not the intention. But where do you go buy? Where do you go to buy a nose piece? 
we got a we got a local parts place up here. Uh, it's right behind. Uh, you remember where old Jones Tractor used to be on Asheville Highway? Yes. You go right up that street right there. I've got to know what the was that. White was. Avenue. I I don't know if that's White Avenue or not, but it's right up on the right. It's called Axles Plus. Like throw them in a plug because you can walk in there and. They've got nose pieces on the wall first, you know. Is that right? They got them all kind of. I mean, she can get you stuff pretty much in two to three days, or get it in for you, and you can just about anything. And v- variety of colors. Uh, yes, it is variety of colors. I mean, too. you'd be getting a blue one, I guess. Oh yeah, I got to have that blue. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I also like to throw a shout out. Go to, ahead to the lady driver, Braden Pruitt. You, you We've had her on the had, show. You hadn't, we've had her on the show here. I think I met her over in the pits that day, you that did. night. She is getting married tonight. I'll be doggone. Yep. And uh, got a text in here that grand boy is going to get to come spend the night with me. So uh, you know what that means for me tonight? Batman. Batman or Superman. <laughs> okay. Well, there's no <laughs> risk. Not unless I take off and slide off and go up there. Well, don't I remember that he likes steak, too? Oh, yeah, he loves steak. So I'll, if I'm going to slide off and go to Harris tonight, I'll have his steak already cooked for him. And uh, then I can slide off and go on up to Harris and watch a good race up there at Harris. Well, and he... I might go, over, might go over and sit beside our buddy, Mr. Wilson. Well, he'd be glad to see you, but who's going to take care of your grandson? My, do- my wife. Oh, okay. All right. My wife, uh, she's, she's there. Okay, well. After I, after I feed them, then I, I'm free. You know, after you feed them, you're out. Yeah, I'm out. But oh, well, uh, I like congratulate Brayton on getting married. Well, congratulations and many uh, happy years ahead. I hope. Yeah, and she'll get probably get back just as this is over with. She'll probably get back. Well, she'll get back into racing, and uh, just as she gets back into racing, we'll probably start announcing her name again as far as this MMSA Street Stock Division because she can she can wheel a race car. Well, that's good. I see how she can wheel a husband. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to take this opportunity to thank Lanny McKinney, who, uh, uh, Ronnie said he accidentally forgot to mention him last week. I did. But, I, I intended on doing it and got tied up. and. But look what happened to him. Yeah. He won. He won our pool. Yeah, congratulations last week. Yeah, he had uh, Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson, who uh, stuck up the show. <laughs> yeah. It, I never have seen one stunk up as bad as... Uh, um, Truex did that year when he led like 395 or 400 laps, but this this was pretty close last week. Um, but nope, Lanny, we appreciate everything you do, and uh, um, he maintains the Budmore Engineering website and does our podcast and uh, fixes things when I screw up. I went saw him this week and had last week's show put on the flash drive. So, uh, Lanny, thanks for everything you do, and congratulations on your big win. Greg, you got something you want to say before we go to break? Well, just that, that there was a lot of good effort going in that. I agree with it about the Charlotte race. Uh, it was, to me, it was a snoozer. Andy was probably one of the best races. Okay, let's take a break right here. That's probably Deb calling in. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. 
Ricky's Drive-In West and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway are your go-to stops for chili dogs, cheeseburgers, and so much more. Right now, all combos are just $6, and all kids' meals are just $3. And it's easier than ever to take advantage of these deals with their convenient drive through Do you have a big appetite or several mouths to feed? Ask for the drive through special. Ten hot dogs, a large fry, and a gallon of tea for just $22.99. Ricky's Drive-In West on Blackstock Road and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway. The drive through is open. If you're riding around in your car listening to a game and your car radio sounds like this and you want it to sound like this there's the pass to Leitner puts it up then you need to visit Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Elite Audio sells and installs premium audio systems for your vehicle. Car stereo speakers, DVD players, navigation systems, and so much more. So stop riding around listening to busted speakers and subpar audio quality and visit Elite Audio today online at EliteAudioOnline.com. Elite Audio, 1504 Asheville Highway. You dream it, we build it. We are Fox Sports. The home of the South Carolina Gamecocks is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. This is Now on FM at 98.3. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. This is Jeremy Clements, and you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. Speedy Lube and Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway, and Inman lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube. Asheville Highway in Inman. Nice jumper. When he games that hot, you need to cool down with an icy treat from McDonald's. Like any size Minute Maid, Pink Lemonade, or new Strawberry Watermelon Slushy for $2. Or any size new Frozen Coke, new Frozen Fanta Wild Cherry, or Blue Raspberry, or McCafe Ice Coffee for $1.69. It's more than a drink. It's a McDonald's drink. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Price of participation may vary. Limited time only. Time to get bound and offer combo meal. Coca-Cola Fanta Minute Maid at Richard's Trademarks, the Coca-Cola Company. Williams is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Now let's go live to death. Uh, good morning, Deb. How are you? Good morning. Fine, thank you. How about yourself? We're all doing great here on a beautiful Spartanburg Saturday morning. Deb, I saw you on TV last week. <laughs> Ah, tickets you got to see Renegades, the bad boys of NASCAR. Absolutely. Yeah, we all saw it. That was great, Deb. You looked outstanding. I thought uh, it was going to be the bad girls of broadcasting when you popped up there, but uh, you, <laughs> you did a great job. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. There's uh, really kind of a funny story, background story on that. Well, give it to us and if you want to. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's funny. The uh, producers who did that, which... 
I thought NASCAR Productions did a great job. It's, I mean, the hours of research they had to do for video and and then editing tape, well, editing the, the digital tape with everything that everyone they interviewed, I thought was fantastic. And I know the hours were horrendous. But they taped a lot of us. If you'll notice in that, Steve Wade starts out without his jacket on and then later on he's got his jacket on. A lot of us, myself included, it, the interviews were done in January, and they were done in a gutted warehouse in a rough section of Charlotte, and the warehouse had no heat, no windows, was brick, and had a concrete floor. And so Mike Hembry had called me. He was before interviewed before me. And Mike Henry called me, and he said, it is freezing cold in there, so dress warm. So I took a portable heater, and we were able to plug a heater uh, into part of their equipment. And fortunately, it was quiet enough to where you couldn't hear it on the sound machine. And I was fortunate in that I had that heater blowing on me. But Rusty came in after me, and I offered to leave the heater for Rusty. Said, "No, no, he's fine." I thought, "Well, okay, that's fine." So, but I was probably warmer than a lot of them because I had been forewarned, thanks to Mike Embry and producer Jeff Schaefer, and I, I had a portable heater with me. Well, that was great. It was um, very enjoyable, and it was great seeing you pop up there and knowing that you're uh, just uh, in the mainstream of. Uh Auto Racing Media, and it's great that you're part of our show. Thank you so much for uh, for being part of our show. I, I can thank you for that about every week. Well, thank you. I love being a part of your show. And let me mention something else really quick. If anybody happens to be in the Mooresville, North Carolina area right now, until 2 o'clock this afternoon, they've got a lot of the, the legends of the sport there visiting and all that people you probably haven't gotten to see because of the pandemic so drop by the north carolina auto racing hall of fame i know it's great that they're open again in mooresville north carolina well uh, bill blair called me about that the other night and i already knew about it but uh they're sort of honoring um from what i understand if we're talking about the same event and i think we are rex white and dink widenhouse yeah i knew they were going to be there but uh it when it when i was contacted about it it wasn't presented to me that way. It okay. was just presented to me as, you know, some. it's not an autograph session. Some of the legends are going to be here, and Rex White and then Quidenhouse is going to be here, and I don't know who all else. And, you know, it's from 10 to 2 on Saturday. So, you know, uh, it was just presented to me as like a get-together. Yeah, well, but, uh, uh, I know that back uh, at least a month and a half or so ago, I, I guess it was in March, so it would have been longer than that, April, somewhere in there. Dink Widenhouse's, uh, I think it was his daughter, called me and asked me if I had any memorabilia or any stories or anything about Dink Widenhouse that they were going to honor him at some event sometime in the future. And I, I told her I really didn't have anything. I mean, I know Dink very well, and he's a great guy. And uh, um, But, you know, I, as far as hanging out with him and stuff like that, I didn't, I didn't really have anything to contribute to contribute but I, I thanked her for thinking about me and uh 
Somebody must have told her to call or text me. Is what she did. Somebody must have told her to do that. But uh, uh-huh. I, it had to be the same thing. So anyway, yeah. Uh, you know, we had Rex on the show earlier. Uh, I guess about two months ago, and uh, ninety-one years old. He still sounds pretty sharp. So, uh, and he's up there living in a, in his family home up in Hickory. Did he the same house he grew up in, which I found to be amazing. Oh, I didn't know he had moved from Georgia. Oh, yeah. The last time I talked with him, he was living near the Atlanta Motor Speedway. Nope, he's living on the farm that he grew up on, the exact same house and everything, which when he told us that, it it just, it floored me. I couldn't believe it. And uh, he said, yeah, this home's been in our family for 100 years or more. That'd be like uh, our home or the house I grew up back in in Canton, North Carolina. That property and that house has been our family for over 100 years as well. Well, that's where he is. Are you Are you going to go by there today? Uh, well, I had some other things that came up, and I hadn't, hadn't planned on it. But um, I've been trying to call up there, and the phone's busy, so I'm going to continue to try to call. Okay. Well, let's talk about Charlotte. Um it was uh, now. I'm, you will probably have a different perspective on it. I'm sure you will, since you were uh, much closer than any of us were. But uh, I mean, I thought it was kind of a dull race. How did how did you take it? It's interesting you should say that because I've been listening to comments uh, from fans on SiriusXM this past week, and the people who watched it on TV felt it was a boring race. The people who were at the track felt had a ball. So, you know, again, it goes back to what I said previously in that when you're at the racetrack, you can experience so much more. The fan zones open again, and and you can watch the racing back in the pack. Yeah. You know, you, you're not just limited to what TV shows you. You can watch racing going on all over the track. So, uh, you know, yes, it's considering if you wanted to see a lot of passing for the lead yes it was but you know when you watch those battles between kyle bush and chase elliott and uh those i mean you got to look at it it was the hendrick drivers against the rest of the field or the rest of the field against the hendrick drivers whichever way you want to look at it it's kind of turning out that way every week (laughs) well it has been since dover you know if you go back and you look up until dover when they finished in the took the top four positions that's when it seemed like Hendrick really came on strong was starting at Dover and um, I know Kyle Bush said after the race that his main force there was that he did not want them to finish one two three four again and at least he broke them up um, one of the but, things we um, were talking about uh, that might be a contributor to this and I I've, I believe it that um you know, years ago, and I did go to Charlotte about maybe five or six years ago, but I mainly went back in the 60s and 70s, and uh, the cars now are so bulletproof. I mean, there's just, you don't see, except for rarely with Kurt Busch here lately, a blown engine or something like that, but we were talking about the old days when you could hear a tire pop all the way from the other end of the track. It sounded like a, like Jack, like uh, Greg said, a, a cannon going off, and, mm-hmm. and, and there was a, a whole different aspect of unpredictability that's just not there anymore and i think that's part of it too well yeah you're right i mean if you go back and you look at when kyle petty won the 600 in the 1980s and you look at how many equipment failures and engine failures and all you know it was that 
last 100 miles when right. all those equipment failures seemed to occur. And it was a, a survival. And not only was it a survival mechanically, but it was also a survival in the weather. Right, and absolutely. This, this Memorial Day weekend, Friday and Sunday, or Saturday and Sunday, and especially Sunday, I don't ever remember covering a 600 with the weather as cool as it was. Right. It, I mean, I was wearing a jacket every night when I left the track. Yeah. Uh, and it was pleasant. It was honestly pleasant. It was so cool. Yeah. I, I think and I was thankful because my heat pump died on Tuesday. <laughs> oh, no. Well, you got a portable heater you towed around, don't you? <laughs> Did you take the? No, this was the, this was the heat pump for upstairs to control the air conditioning. I got gotcha. you. No, I don't, yeah. I'll just think back to sixty. I, and this is like in a fantasy world. You'd never see anything like this. But I remember the '66 World 600 when Marvin Panch won it in Petty's backup car, and uh, Neil Castles finished fifth without a windshield, and Buck Baker's Oldsmobile, and and uh, I think GC Spencer and Don White were in the top five. It was just. You know, you never knew what was going to happen every time they came around. And um, I don't know. It's nothing like that anymore. Of course, there's been so many things. They wouldn't bit more let you run without a windshield now than the man in the moon. Oh, no. Well, and, of course, you don't have, you know, they're not the well, type, same type yeah. of windshield that you had back then either. Uh, absolutely. Let's get our picks in. We had a winner last week, Deb. Uh, Lanny McKinney, who uh, maintains our podcast and Bud Moore's website and everything, picked uh Larson, so now uh, Ronnie's got two wins, and uh, Lanny and I are tied for second with one. So uh, That's great. Yeah, well, we, even if I had gone with the statistics last week, I still wouldn't have won because I would have picked Bowman. So, you know. Well, that's not a bad pick, and that's one uh, <laughs> that you uh, that you know he's going to get a win here or there. You just got to figure out when it's going to be, but we'll let you go first this week, so go ahead. Okay, I'm going to go with Kyle Bush this week. Kyle Bush. There you go. Ronnie? Well, Martin Truex has a good history at Sonoma, so I'm sticking with him this week. He's a road racer. How about you, Greg? I'm I'm thinking on that road race driver deal. Uh, I'm thinking of a good finesse driver. Uh, it's a it's a two hour show, Greg. Yeah. Oh, oh, I know. It. I know. It. <laughs> Deb knows me. I can't say nothing without taking about fifteen sentences. Uh, I guess I go with the. Uh, can I go with the Come Kyle on. Larson? Kyle Larson. Okay, Larson. How about you, uh, uh, Alan? I think I'll go your nine car. Well, I was afraid you'd do that. I should have gone next. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's fair enough, though. I'll take. Uh, oh, I'm doing a Greg here. Who am I going to take? I'm going to take. Uh, I'll take Keselowski. What the heck? And I haven't heard from Lanny yet. He'll probably be texting me in just a second. And um, so anyway, yeah, we got our, as you know, uh, Deb, we got Jeff Bodine coming on uh, after you at 11 o'clock. And he's the last, uh, he won the last race for Budmore Engineering. And it was at Sonoma back in May of 1993. So uh, uh, looking forward to that. What can we... uh, I think that check, that track has changed a bit from when Jeff went there, though. I've, when uh, Bruton Smith's uh, outfit took over, I believe they smoothed out some of the rough edges or something. Uh, have you? Uh, I know you've been out there before. That's a wine country, pretty country, right? 
It is beautiful country. I know it's going to be extremely hot out there this weekend, but they have reinstituted or reinstated the carousel into the course well, now. Good. And I'm sure, I'm sure Greg will remember that the first year we were out there, it seemed like every other driver was turning over in the carousel. I think we stood in the garage and counted seven cars coming in on the hook during yeah. that practice session, that first practice session out there. Yeah, because they, of they the did, cars yeah. turning over in the carousel, it was it was it was pretty pretty unreal. But seems like Derek Cope did. Seems like he flipped down there in the carousel with the with another car. Maybe I I'll have to look that. I remember up. Alan Kowicki's car coming in on the hook. Yeah, and I just got a text from Lanny, and he's going with Harvick's number four. The pick is in. Okay, well. Oh, I got a text, too. I was about to say, I must have made him mad, but, uh, yep, he says Harvick, so I guess he uh, texted me, and I wasn't paying attention. Well, I texted him and asked him. Oh, okay. Well, you you got you to gotta make up with him since you didn't mention him on the I'm show always, last week. I'm sorry, Lanny. <laughs> well, <laughs> did, <laughs> Lanny, I'm going to make well, it up to you. surely to goodness we got a winner in there somewhere. Well, you think so every week, but, uh, yeah, I think we got most of the road course guys, uh, or most of the, yeah, most of the good road course drivers, but, you know, Today, they're just about all road course, uh, uh, you know, winners are, 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 are proficient at it because, uh, you know, you don't, there's no such thing as a road course ringer anymore, although I think Boris said thought he was going to be at Texas, but uh, um, it's, uh, they're all, they're all good everywhere, it seems like. Well, Alan, I see well, that, they that, are. that you have yours and Jada's pick in, and go ahead. Oh, yeah. I took period. No, I was just going to say that, you know, when we had two road course races a year, it was easy to say, well, we just won't worry about those. Those are just two races this year. But now with seven road course races this season, you know, you can't look at them as a throwaway race anymore. They're extremely important. Right. Of course, you have one in the playoffs. And it's interesting in that these young drivers coming along, Seem to, for the majority of them, seem to enjoy the road courses. Yep. They like that variety. Well, I sure do love watching them. Oh, yeah, I do too. And um, I just hate that we had the rain that we did at at Coda because I think that would have been a fantastic road race. And I'm looking forward to the one at Road America over the 4th of July weekend. I love Road America. That's a beautiful place there. It it is. And we've got one at 1 o'clock if you want to watch the Xfinity there at... uh mid-ohio so um yeah that's a pretty course too and i I haven't been to mid-ohio since the mid-80s like road america but you know i don't think a lot of people realize that austin sendrick's grandfather honed mid-ohio jim truex oh yeah and and uh, of course he founded red roof inns right and i saw uh, i saw uh i was in indianapolis when uh uh, their car one with Bobby Rahal. Deb, we got about 30 uh-huh. seconds to go before the break. Thanks for coming on, and um, you look great on television, and we appreciate everything you do for Start Your Engines. Well, thank you. Appreciate you all as well, and keep it up uh, with the fans and racing. I know they all appreciate it, and enjoy talking with Jeff Bodine. I hope he's doing well. Tell him I said hello. I sure will. Thank you Go very well, much, Deb. Deb. Thank you. Well, uh, that's Deb Williams. Um, Smartest woman I know. There you go, and then uh, TV star now, and absolutely. But she's been on a lot of uh, 
oh, a, a lot of things that you know racing oriented and uh, especially she was even on uh, battle scars. I think your your father's uh, uh, CD or video for the Hall of Fame. But we're going to take a break right now for the top of the hour and come back and talk to Jeff Bodine. This is Start Your Engines. Your home for the Dan Patrick Show weekday mornings at 9 is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3. We are Fox Sports. And here's what you need to know. In the NBA playoffs Friday night, Kawhi Leonard scored 45 points in the Los Angeles Clippers 104-97 victory at Dallas, tying the series at three wins apiece. Off the court Friday night. The Portland Trailblazers and head coach Terry Stotts mutually agreed to part ways after nine seasons. One day after they were eliminated by Denver, Blazers star Damian Lillard told Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports Friday night that Lakers assistant Jason Kidd, quote, is the guy I want, unquote, to succeed Stotts. In the Stanley Cup playoffs Friday night, the Montreal Canadiens won at Winnipeg 1-0. Tyler Toffoli, the only goal of the game, a shorthanded goal in the second period. Canadian Leave the series 2-0. The Vegas Golden Knights scored the tying and winning goals at a 45-second span late of the third period to beat the Colorado Avalanche. The Avalanche still leads the series two games to one. I'm Isaac Lowen. A few years back when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipe burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. Hey everyone, this is Ben Ingram. Wake up weekday mornings with Tyler Sugart on Bump and Run from 7 to 9 a.m. Right here on Spartanburg's home for the Atlanta Braves, Fox Sports 1400, 98.3 FM. Providing for and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. Many people are under the impression that establishing a will is the first and last step to estate planning. That is why developing a formal estate plan can be one of the most important things you will ever do for them. A comprehensive estate plan can help you preserve and protect your wealth, control who receives your assets, and ensure that your wishes are carried out. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Jannie Montgomery Scott can help you prepare an estate plan. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jannie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. This is Jeremy Clement, and you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports, 1498.3 FM. There's a new sandwich shop in downtown Spartanburg. It's the Sandwich Shop. Sam and Mitch are two local guys making roast beef, corned beef, and meatballs in-house. They pile it up high to build French dips, Rubens, and meatball subs. I know Sam and Mitch, and I can tell you, you're looking for a couple of ringers for your best ball foursome. I never slide. Look elsewhere. But if you're looking for great sandwiches, take advantage of the free parking at City Hall and visit the Sandwich Shop, 201 Wall Street, downtown Spartanburg. 
The Hub City Farmers Market is open every Saturday from April 3rd through December 11th. The Hub City Farmers Market features fresh local produce, meat, and dairy products. You can also pick up artisan crafts and bath and body products from local vendors. Every Saturday features live music and activities for the kids. Shop local with the Hub City Farmers Market, part of the Northside Harvest Park at 498 Howard Street. Open Saturdays, 8 a.m. to noon, April 3rd through December 11th. Winning takes a strong team effort, and you'll win when you trust the Capazzi Glass Mart team for your commercial and residential glass needs. Storefronts, auto glass, safety glass for heavy equipment, window and insulated glass, patio doors and plexiglass, mirrors, expert repair service. Plus, Capazzi Glass Mart provides 24-hour emergency board-up service. Call the Capazzi Glass Mart team today at 583-6200. That's 583-6200. Capazzi Glass Mart, serving the upstate since 1975. Capazzi Glass Mart, helping your team win. A new store is coming to Spartanburg. Jacobs Clothing and Home Goods will open their doors in June at 2601 East Main Street, Suite 21 in Spartanburg. Jacobs Clothing and Home Goods will carry a vast selection of clothing for the whole family, as well as lighting, small appliances, kitchen gadgets, and much, much more. So mark your calendars for early June and come out for the grand opening of Jacobs Clothing and Home Goods, 2601 East Main Street, Suite 21 in Spartanburg. Jacobs Clothing and Home Goods will be open 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Saturday starting in June. Live from the Fox Sports 1498-3 FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engine. Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines. Ronnie, what is it about these Bodine boys? I don't know. (laughs) Having trouble getting a hold of Jeff this morning. We're going to keep trying. Well, I know the number's right because he answers the phone. Unless you accidentally got another Jeff. No, well, that would be a... It sounds sounds like him. His voice is the same. Okay. But he says, leave him a message and uh, he'll he'll get back as soon as possible. So I left him our number and we'll do... uh, my little piece here that I was going to do at 1120, we'll just do it now and flip-flop the segments. And Greg's in there trying some other numbers for him. So maybe we'll get him, but couldn't get Brett last week, and we're having trouble with Jeff this week. So let's start off with the Indianapolis 500. Greatest race in the world, greatest spectacle in racing. Was run by was won by Helio Castroneves in the Meyer Shank Racing um, Sirius XM Auto Nation. I actually car. decided early in the race I was going to pull for him. Only because I like his name. Helio or Spider-Man? His last name. Castroneves? Castroneves. Well, that's good. That's as good a reason as any. But he's been around a long time, and uh, in hindsight, I'm glad he won. I didn't. I specifically said I didn't want him to win before the race, but after he did it, I said, man, this is great. Um, he really appreciated it. Second was Alex Palou, who he battled with. The last, the last 10 laps were just... 
uh, electrifying way they were practically passing each other and taking turns leading forth. every lap. And uh, but Penske did he he got the, a podium there. He finished third with uh, all the way from twenty sixth to third with Simon Pagano in the Menards car. Fourth was um, Patricio Award. Third, um, <laughs> fifth was uh, Ed Carpenter, who's a the equivalent of an independent. He usually does pretty good at Indianapolis, and it was good to see him have a nice finish. Guy that started out running Xfinity this year, and one of my favorites, I've always liked him driving for uh, Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan, is Santino Ferrucci, the the guy with the Italian name that's never been to Italy, who lives in Connecticut. Seventh was Sage Karam, all the way from the last row. He started 31st. That was a good run for him. Eighth was Venus Arenas VK, who, who led a good bit of the race, and the other Ed Carpenter car, the Bitcoin car. Ninth, two-time winner, started back in 24th, was Juan Pablo Montoya. Juan who, Pablo Montoya. I would have really liked to have seen him win, but he did come out with a top 10. He runs for McLaren now. And 10th was Tony Canine, who uh, got his peanut butter mixed up with uh, Kevin Harvick's chocolate one time yep. and uh, invented the Reese Cup. Looking on down the line, um, A.J. Foyt had a, a pretty miserable day with his best finish was uh, in car number one, which I noticed was painted up a little bit reminiscent of the of Foyt's number one that he won Indy with 60 years ago, which was 1961. Um, was J.R. Hildebrand, who was famous for making 799 turns in 2011, but the 800th turn uh, bit him and he crashed him into hard. Bitty, uh, he crashed into the wall trying to lap a car, and that was when Dan Weldon won. Last year's win- winner, Wiener. Last year's winner, Takumo Sato, was 14th, just ahead of him. Looking on down the line, Scott Dixon, he got, uh, he, he was doing very well up front, leading, and they had a crash um, at the entrance of Pit Road, and that was Stefan Wilson. And when that happened, um, they pit, the Pit Road was closed, and he, some people had already made their pit stop. He couldn't, so uh, he ran out of gas. And right. when he finally did get to come in, they had a hard time starting the car, and he was he lost the lap, and he was just never, never in it. The the car was never the same either. No, and uh, you know they didn't have that many cautions, but there's no lucky dog, and you got to earn it to get back on the lead lap. And he just couldn't get there in time. So uh, looking on down the line at some of the others. Uh, Sebastian Bourdais in Foyt's main car finished 20, 26th. Pretty unremarkable. Uh, Will Power in another Penske car finished uh, 30th. So, uh, And Simona Di Silvestro, the all-female team, she hung in there for quite a while but ended up uh, in a pit road crash of her own. Pretty late in the race, 169 laps, and um, finished 31st. <laughs> So, as I said, the average speed was 190.690 miles per hour, the fastest 500-mile race ever run in history. Well, you know, one of the things I noticed watching this race, and and I'm not sure I've I've thought about it as much before, but I've always thought about the Indy race cars handling the way a go-kart does. But one thing I noticed on the race, their steering is a lot looser than you would think it would be because the the wheels move minutely but they get several inches of play in the steering wheel yeah. so it's not like they're they're reacting and 
making a 90 degree turn. Yeah. And the only bad part I seen about it was the blocking. I did not go along with this blocking deal down these straightaways. Well, they will penalize I mean, you in a, in a IndyCar if, if if you block. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, a ju- it's a judgment call. And uh, they, they really look to see, as in Formula One, if you started that move before the guy behind you started the move to try to get around you. So it's a, it's a, it's a judgment call. So anyway, the tickle has returned to my throat, so I may have to cough here in a minute. <clears throat> like that. Okay, so let's go over to Winston Cup. Winston Cup. <laughs> to Cup. <laughs> People still call it Winston Cup, just like the bus series. Oh, I, let me mention this before I forget it. And I texted, uh, I went on Facebook, which is a rarity for me, and put a picture on last night. I don't know if you saw it or not, Ronnie. From uh, my cousin, Donnie Allen, who used to play fullback for the University of Georgia. On, uh, and June, you still talk to him? Yeah, talked to him yesterday. On June 4th, 1966, leaning up against the winning car of the last Grand National race ever held at the fairgrounds that was won by Elmo Langley. And, That's right. And, and um, Wendell Scott's sitting on the hood with his helmet, although his head's turned <laughs> the wrong way. But I put a picture up there last night and got several pretty good comments on it. Um, Elmo went on to win another race that year, so he won two races. In his career, the second one, uh, the first one at Spartanburg, and that was 55 years ago yesterday. That's neat. That's a neat statistic. And I think, like I say, we, I think what I'm, I kind of messed up on the number a little bit, but uh, I think we will be able to get Jeff here about 20 after. Okay. Um, I didn't turn my phone off and and, and supposed to, and then I think I, I heard him talking like he got the message or something. Okay. Uh, let me move on here. Um, the Coca-Cola 600, or as I call it, the World 600. Um, uh, you know, I knew Deb would sort of take the position that she did, but the race is for the fans. It's not for the media. And But if you are there, it's almost 90% of the time better than not being there. Unless, oh, yeah. Unless it's raining and you're sitting out in the rain. But uh, that wasn't the case. It was beautiful weather. And Kyle Larson won, driving for Rich, Rick Hendrick. Second was Chase Elliott driving for Rick Hendrick. Third was Kyle Busch. Of course, he drives for Joe Gibbs. Fourth, William Byron driving for Rick Hendrick. And fifth was Alex Bowman. And guess who he drives for? Let me guess. Rick Hendrick. You're right. Uh, sixth went to Austin Dillon. Seventh to Danny Hamlin. Eighth to Chris Boucher, who's just having some good finishes every week in the Roush car. Uh, number 17. Ninth was Tyler Reddick. And tenth was Kevin Harvick. And the point standings, and I didn't do the point standings at Indy. I'll go back and catch that. The point standings in NASCAR after uh, Charlotte. And this is the playoff point standings, which is the only one that matters to me. Truex has got three wins. He's in first place. Kyle Larson and Alex Bowman are tied for second with two wins each. William Byron is third with a win. Uh, Fourth is, if I get the page turned here. Chase Elliott, and I'm sorry, he's fifth because we got a tie there for third and fourth. Sixth is Joey Logano, seventh Ryan Blaney, eighth Kyle Busch, ninth Brad Keselowski, tenth Christopher Bell, and eleventh Michael McDowell. And those are all the drivers that have won a race. The rest of them, based on their stage points, oh, excuse me, is. Uh, Denny Hamlin is 12th, Kevin Harvick 13th, Austin Dillon 14th, Tyler Reddick 15th, and Chris Boucher hanging in there in 16th with 
on the outside looking in right now, Matt Benedetto, Ricky Stenhouse, Kurt Busch, and Ryan Newman. They're the next ones that are banging on the door to get in. We've already um, uh, got a starting lineup for tomorrow. Kyle Larson is on the pole. Chase Elliott is second. William Byron third. Denny Hamlin fourth. Uh, row three is Kyle Busch and Austin Dillon. Row four, Alex Bowman, Kevin Harvick. And the fifth row is Brad Keselowski and Tyler Reddick. You've got 37 cars in this race. And starting uh, 35th is Scott Heckert, and I never heard of him. He's probably a West Coaster. He's probably is a he's West Coaster. Remember, we used to have a lot of Wentz and West. Yep. Yeah, and Truex is starting 19th. So I guess yeah. it's kind of appropriate since he is number 19. Maybe that's a good omen for me. Well, it could be. It, 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 it could be, you know, in racing. Uh, I've heard people say, well, you make your own luck. Well, that's true. Hard work and making motors run and cars handling or driving that, that does help a ton. Okay, let me go over these points here for uh, IndyCar after the Indianapolis 500. Alex Palou is first. He's got a 36-point lead over Scott Dixon. Third is Patricio O'Ward. Fourth is Simon Pagino. Fifth is Renus VK. Sixth is uh, Joseph Newgarten. Seventh, Colton Herta. Eighth, Graham Rahal. Ninth, Scott McLaughlin. And tenth is Marcus Erickson. Let's go to Xfinity real quick, where Jeremy Clements had a really nice tenth place finish. They wrecked a lot of cars those last uh, uh, 40 laps or so, 30 laps or so. And, I, I mean, he was running pretty good anyway, but it sure helped him. And, uh, actually, I think on the final restart, he was sixth. But he wound up tenth, which is fine. Ty Gibbs stuck up the show and won it. Austin Sendrick was second, Harrison Burton third, Brandon Brown fourth, Tyler Reddick fifth, Chase Briscoe sixth, Ty Dillon seventh, Brandon Jones eighth, Jeb Burton ninth, and Jeremy Clements was tenth. And looking at the points, oh, let me mention this. Jeremy was on uh, Open Mic Daily Wednesday, as he is every Wednesday. And he said that Larry McReynolds interviewed him for the pre-race show. So a lot of people, including me, Complaining that Jeremy's not getting enough airtime uh, and doing as well as he is with a, with such a underfunded independent team is going to be interviewed by Larry McReynolds. I don't know the exact time, but just check into the pre-race show for the Xfinity race today. The point standings. Austin Sendrick is first. Harrison Burton second. A.J. Allmendinger third. Daniel Hemrick fourth. Justin Allgaier fifth. Jeb Burton is sixth. Justin Haley seventh. Jeremy is 8th, ninth is Noah Cragson, and 10th is Miat Snyder. Jeremy is 19 points out of 7th, 54 points out of 6th, so he's got a pretty good bit of ground to make up there. And he's got a 6-point lead over uh, Noah Cragson, who's right behind him, which is dangerously close, and uh, a 20-point lead over Miat Snyder, which, uh, but Miat's won a race. So, anyway... Uh, Jeremy's doing good. He's never done this well in his entire career. And uh, we'll sure be pulling for him today. And that race, uh, I'll give you the TV times in a minute. But Jeremy is starting eighth, so he's got a real good starting position. Austin Sendrick and Ty Gibbs are on the front row. And we'll be uh, looking forward to that. I tell you what, let me get a swig of something here. We'll take our next break, and I'll see if I can get Jeff Bodine again. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. 
start your engines. We'll be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership. Family owned and operated, Jamie Nodine and his wife Rita are Boiling Springs natives and are proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. Jamie and his staff are committed to providing excellent customer service and making sure your experience is simple, transparent, and fair. Visit Impex Pre-Owned today. Conveniently located off I-26 on Asheville Highway. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned. The Fox Sports 1400 app is the best way to keep up with Spartanburg Sports Scene. Download it now by searching Fox Sports 1400, either at the Apple Store or via Google Play. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift jim and the staff at palmetto spirits will get it in your hands palmetto spirits located at the corner of reedville and anderson mill roads make phillips and long fuel chesney your source for propane in spartanburg county they offer propane for hot water heaters cooking and heat they can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season not only do they sell propane but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane if your propane tank is running low, call and we'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. Do you want a rundown house or a property with problem tenants? Did a relative leave you a house behind on maintenance and all the problems that go with it? If any of these things are true, Upstate Property Solutions can help. Upstate Property Solutions buys homes in any condition or circumstance. Foreclosure condemned homes, mobile homes with or without land. It doesn't matter. We have a solution for you. The best part is we will pay you cash. So give us a call today at 256-0727 or visit UpstatePropertySolutions.com. Consultations are free. Welcome back to Start Your Engines. And I think it's fair to say that Jeff Bodine stiffed us like his brother did last week. We're 0 for 2 on Bodine. <laughs> I think we'll let them rest a while. What do you think there, Alan? I think that's a good point. You never know what comes up, but it, it's it's aggravating for us and I'm sure for our listeners. Well, anyway, we uh, try to live up to our advertising, but it didn't work for the second week in a row. And we'll uh, do better next week, I hope. I know why. Uh, I talked to Bill Blair this week, whose father was one of the pioneers of stock car racing, and he wants to talk about an event that's coming up. Uh, in fact, he's the one that called me about the thing for Rex White and Dink Widenhouse today up at uh, the North Carolina Museum, so uh, uh, Stock Car Racing Hall of Fame. So 
we may have him on as our uh, our legend next week. Uh, he can talk a lot of history of stock car racing. His, his dad won on the beach on the sand. And we can't forget about our drag racing. No, nope, we're get... rear dragway, yep. shady side dragway. Them boys race just as good as we do. We will and get them also included. don't forget. You know, we talked to Ernie Smith last week. He's in London, Kentucky, right now. That's where the south southeast gassers yep. are today. Well, we'll try to cover all of that, and maybe we get Bobby Bennett on the show because we haven't had him on in quite a while. So let's move on here with some more results. Uh, we're probably going to have a lot of extra time here, so start thinking of some stories from the past. Uh, the uh, last truck race they ran was the North Carolina Education Lottery 200, which y'all didn't mention last week, so I'll go over it now. John Hunter Nemechek was the winner, driving for Kyle Busch. Carson Hosevar was second. Third was Ben Rhodes. Fourth, the Canadian, Stuart Friesen. Fifth, Todd Gilliland. Sixth, Chandler Smith. There comes the tickle. Seventh was Ty Majeski. Eighth, Derek Kraus. Ninth, Austin Hill. And tenth, Zane Smith. And they had... A scary crash at the end of that race. What you got there, Alan? Well, the reason uh, we didn't mention about trucks because me and Ronnie was up there at that car lot, and we was looking at the trucks that Mr. Nodime had up there. Oh, there were some awesome <laughs> trucks up there. I was trying to get over in a white Chevrolet truck, and he was over trying to get... <laughs> oh, they had the gorgeous black F-150. You'd love it, Well, uh, we'll probably wind up there again someday. But with just a couple of laps to go, I mean... Uh, Coming right down to towards the last waning laps of the race, there was um, a truck that stalled on the track. I think that was, I'm trying to look at the results here and see who that was. It was uh, uh, Matt Crafton and tearing around the turn and he didn't have any warning or anything was, um, no, it was Trey Hutchins that was uh, parked in the middle of the groove. And Johnny Sauter and Matt Crafton piled into him, and it ripped the whole side off of uh, Johnny. And for, for some reason, there was no yellow flag. Well, I, I, I know. It had just happened, but that's no excuse. But uh, it was a scary-looking crash. That whole side of the truck was gone. Okay, let's look at the points here. John Hunter Nemechek is leading the points. He's got a 44-point lead over Ben Rhodes. This cough is coming at the worst time. Austin Hill is third, Sheldon Creed fourth, and Todd Gilliland is fifth. Uh, Ronnie, say something while I get a drink. Okay, we'll say something. Alan, you got anything you want to talk about? <laughs> Just some of our local racing been going on. I mean, uh, we've had a little contra contradiction about uh, in our Thunder Bomber division up there. Certain engine builders is doing this, and certain ones are doing that, and... Uh, <laughs> It's caused a little bit of conflict in a certain division there at that racetrack. Is that anything to do with uh, you? No. Okay. Uh, kind of told them how to fix it, but uh, I don't know if they'll listen. Well, keep us posted on uh, what's going on behind the scenes. Let's go to ARCA. They ran last night. ARCA really stinks. I'm telling you right now. They've had, this is the race, the seventh race. Ty Gibbs won five of them. Corey Heim won Daytona and one more after that. So we've had two winners in five and seven races. <coughs> oh, boy. Um, 
But the one they ran last night was on the road course at Mid-Ohio, which I don't know how often uh, ARCA runs a road course, but uh, they did yesterday. Ty Gibbs was the winner in a, a route. Uh, I was trying to look at the margin of, the, of uh, three, almost three and a half second lead, so uh, it wasn't close. Second was Austin Hill. Third, Thad Moffitt. Fourth, Brandon Jones. Fifth, Nick Sanchez. And a name I haven't heard in a while, Stanton Barrett finished sixth. He hadn't been around in a while. Uh, the arc of points, naturally winning five of the first seven races. Ty Gibbs is the point leader. Uh, but amazingly, only has a one-point lead over Corey Heim, which is really amazing. Thad Moffitt is third. Nick Chan- Sanchez is fourth. And Drew Dollar is fifth. DL uh, uh, Kyle Siege is seventh, sixth. D.L. Wilson is seventh. Eighth is Jack Wood. And I wanted to go that far because he's, his name's Wood. Well, you know, in our arc of division, you always heard of the Venturi, Venturini cars. Right. Always up finishing up front. Well, guess what? They got a new player down here now. Uh, Venturini's car was fourth with Brandon Brown. It says Kathy Venturini. Yep. Um, uh, Corey Heim uh, was seventh. In Billy Venturini's car, and that's all I see. So, uh, yeah, Venturini's uh, about synonymous with uh, ARCA, and has been for a long time. Let's go to Formula One. They are racing um, tomorrow at the Azerbaijan Grand Prix in Baku, Azerbaijan. We all know that uh, layout by heart, I guess. Um the point standings there are Max Verstappen is leading the points, believe it or not, over uh, Lewis Hamilton by four points. And that's a, that's a news flash right there in its own. Lando Norris is third. Valtteri Bottas is fourth. Sergio Perez is fifth. Charles Leclerc is sixth. Carlos Sainz is seventh. Daniel Ricciardo, Ricciardo is eighth. Pierre Gasly, ninth, and Esteban Ocon is 10th. Some of my new names there that I am really not too familiar with. Okay, let's, uh, let's clear our throat and try to get through the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. They are racing next week in a doubleheader with the Indy Cars. That'll be next Saturday and Sunday. Let me back up to Indy. They will run the first of the Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix next Saturday. And on Sunday, they will run the second Detroit Chevrolet Grand Prix. And they are running in conjunction. When is June the 12th? Is that next Saturday or Sunday? Uh, That would be a week from today. Since today's June the 5th. So the WeatherTech Sports Cars will run next Saturday. And uh, Ricky Taylor, of course, now your point standings in that is is by twos because of the two main drivers on the teams. Ricky Taylor and Philippe Albuquerque are first and second. Harry Tinknell and Olivier Jarvis are third and fourth. Tristan Vautier and Loic Duval are fifth and sixth. And the car we keep up with, the uh, um, Cadillac of... Uh, Felipe Nasser and Pipo Durrani that uh, Alan Hill's brother helps on that car. And we are really, really tickled to uh, see them have a great second place a couple of weeks ago. 
and just right on the heels of the winter. So uh, maybe next week at Belle Isle, the out in the middle of the Detroit River, he will have a they'll have a better showing. Well, I tell you what, we got a lot of time to fill without Jeff Bodine coming on. Let's uh, do some television for today. The uh, Xfinity pre-race is at 12 noon to 1 o'clock. And as I said, there's a pre-recorded spot there that's never been seen before by the public with uh, Larry Jeremy. McReynolds interviewing uh, uh, Den- um, Jeremy Jeremy Clements. I'll get it out in a minute. I'm trying not to cough and Easy think of what I want to say. say. Yeah. And, uh, and then the race is, itself is from 1 to 4. Man, this only happens to me on Saturday mornings. Um, Not much else going on today. Uh, The um, be some replays, but that's really the only live race we we have. The Xfinity's at one o'clock. One o'clock. But I really would like to see. I'm taping it or recording it. Yeah, because we'll be at Applebee's probably when Jeremy's interviewed. Right, and sound won't be turned on even if it's then. Then tomorrow. At uh, 6.30 to 7.55 is the Formula One pre-race show, and that's on ESPN. Let me back up here a second. The uh, Xfinity race is on FS1. Uh, so tomorrow morning, the pre-race for uh, Formula One is from 6.30 to 7.55, and the race is from 7.55 to 10, and that's the Azerbaijan Grand Prix on ESPN. Then at... 2.30 to 4 is the pre-race for the cup race at, Sin- at uh, Sonoma. And the race itself is listed from 4 p.m. to 7.30. And that's, of course, on the West Coast, so the time's a whole lot different. And that's about it. There's some replays of all this other stuff. Looking ahead just a little bit, uh, next Friday, June 11th, MCTV TV has the WeatherTech qualifying from Detroit. And next Saturday... June the 12th, the Truck World, the Camping World Truck Series is at Texas. IndyCar is at Detroit. At, uh, the, the trucks are at one. IndyCar is at two. The Xfinity race is from Texas, so they're running with the trucks out in Texas, obviously. Um, is at four, and I'll get some times more specific. Then um, on Sunday, June the 13th, looking ahead, NBC will have the IndyCar race. And so on and so forth. So uh, I about got everything covered, and we got 26 minutes of show left. So uh, well, maybe okay. I'll give Jeff another call. Well, maybe you can, but I want to take just a moment here. We'll take a some- long moment. For something personal, on Thursday night, my Burns Rebels softball team won their fifth overall state championship, beat... Uh, Ashley Ridge High School out of uh, Somerville. Had to beat them twice, didn't it? Uh, had to beat them twice. Beat them Tuesday night at Ashley Ridge and Thursday night in Duncan at Burns. And this is their fifth straight appearance in the state championship. Of course, didn't have one last year. Right. But of the five last five, they, they have won three of them. That's great. That's uh, Congratulations great. to the ladies out there in Duncan. Yeah, Coach Brandy Aiken and okay. Sister Coach Brooks Guyton have created a, a great program out there. They have. And uh, are you doing any PA for that or is that niche? I did not this year, but 1400s, uh, Matt. I don't know Matt's last name. Castillo. The guy that just got married. 
Yeah, Matt Castlow did the PA for him this year. Okay. I've done it for about the last 30 years, but he did it this year, did a great job. And I'm just proud of our girls. Well, that's uh, one of our local teams doing good. I know uh, as we look for something to talk about here, Clary's up in Nashville with the um, PC Presbyterian baseball team and uh, the Nashville Regional, and they had the unpleasant task of taking on the defending national champion Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt. Commodores last night. And, and got took it on the chin last night, but listen, like we said, it's the, the defending national champions, and they're at least as good this year as they were last year. Well, they um, they won 10 to nothing. It was three zip after the first inning and six zip after the second inning, and that's when I quit watching. And uh, But I know Clary, he uh, put something on the 1400, our website, uh, about, you know, this is a dream come true for him, and it, it truly is. I mean, he, he likes... Uh, college baseball about like i like indianapolis and to actually get to call presbyterian games and actually i tell you i was sitting in the uh west palm beach airport when i said let me just this was last uh, saturday evening and i said and i thought well let me just check the baseball scores to see if how pc did and they had won the championship right which they were the fourth seed right they were the last seed to get in and uh so I texted Clary and I said, "You got to be happy." <laughs> he said, uh, <laughs> "Incredibly." Well, not only were the the fourth seed in the conference tournament, they weren't predicted to do that well in the preseason. So they they overachieved. They got hot during the conference tournament, which is the time to get hot. Absolutely. And listen, the Vanderbilt pitcher. I, I watched the first part of the game. Yep. And I think his first three pitches were like. 95 miles an hour, yeah. 92 miles an hour, and 98 miles an hour. Well, I, I should know his name because uh, it's familiar to me, but he uh, he's a first-rounder. Oh, without doubt. He'll go real early. And then I think the guy they got going today, uh, now, they should leave me a programming note. I don't have it. I could probably look it up uh, during the commercial. But uh, suppose their game in the loser's bracket will be today. Um, and I think, I don't, I don't know who they're playing. I, I, something tells me it was Georgia Tech, but I'm not sure. But they have a game today, and it will be carried right here on this station. I'd like to give it a plug, but nobody left me one to say what time it comes on. South Carolina, my team, um, had a very exciting win yesterday. They started out stinking, and the uh, pitcher had a crick in his neck or something. They had to take him out. So they put in a reliever who was lights out, and actually Carolina jumped on top one to nothing with a home run in the in the first inning. But they threw the ball around and looked like a bunch of goofs and um, got down three to three to one. And then in the sixth inning they got hot. They uh, they got I think they scored all of their remaining runs. Three runs after two were out, which is always something good to do. And I, if I, I think I'm correct on that because I was listening. I wasn't watching. And um, so they go tonight, I think, at 7 o'clock against Old Dominion, who was the number one seed. South Carolina um, was... Uh, number two seed. Yeah, number two seed. But Old Dominion didn't have a place big enough or nice enough to play. Right. So they didn't They, they didn't even bid on the regional. So... Uh, well, I'm sure they would have got it, and they were talking about how they could have played at some 
minor league park in Norfolk or something like that. But anyway, it's in Columbia. I think the crowd had a lot to do with it. I know Tyler Schugert, I listened to his show yesterday morning, and he was heading down there. So uh, anyway, they uh, that, that pretty much wraps up baseball. A lot of uh, I'd like to see PC, you know, go take out whoever it is they're playing today and move up and uh, have another game. Maybe even face Vanderbilt again, which they're not going to beat Vanderbilt, but, you know, they're going to play the game anyway, so you never can tell. So uh, we got 20 minutes to go. I'm going to give Jeff Bodine one more quick shot here. I don't think it's going to be very successful, but you're listening to Start Your Engine on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Get Memorial Day savings this week only at Greer Nissan. Drive a new Nissan Altima or Sentra for only $199 a month. Plus, get more for your trade and easy financing options for every budget. That's why Greer Nissan is the number one dealer in the state. Why go somewhere else and pay more? Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Shop online at GreerNissan.com. 0864-479-1197 for more details. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. We are Fox Sports. The home of the Spartanburg Vikings is Fox Sports 1400. WSPG Spartanburg. This is our Now on FM at 98.3. We can sum up McDonald's new crispy chicken sandwich in one word. Crispy. But also juicy. And tender. Okay, it's crispy, juicy, tender. All one word. But then, also pickle. Oh, and potato bun. Which is two words. Okay, we can't sum up our new crispy chicken sandwich in one word, so you'll just have to try it to understand it. Order ahead on the McDonald's app at participating McDonald's. I guess I should have just let it play since we got a lot of time to finish. Well, to finish up what we were talking All about right, go earlier ahead. about PC. Yep. Today at two o'clock local time, right? They play Indiana State in the elimination game. That sounds a winnable game, and that's on ESPN three. Okay, and I think ESPN three is actually the internet. I'm not sure. I'm almost it positive is. though, and uh, so Greg is back with us with his. Uh, Lottery tickets he goes down and buys for us. So, uh, very, um, I think you won a hundred bucks a couple of weeks ago, didn't you? I did. And didn't spend it on us? No, I haven't spent it at all yet. Oh, okay. That's, that's my mad money now. Um, 
So, Alan, what is it you got over there written on well, the whiteboard you want to talk about? Well, I'm sitting here, and I seen a commercial this past week about uh, the Tony Stewart and Ray Abraham division that they coming out with. Yep. And all the older drivers. And you was talking about who was? Helio Castroneves that just won the Indianapolis 500 is one of them. They was talking about older drivers yeah. making a comeback. And I told Deb and, they were long in the tooth, and she yelled he at me. offense to that. <laughs> she didn't like that. Well, uh, I also heard a, a regular name. It used to come to the last car, and uh, Dale Earnhardt used to have fun with uh, Willie T. Ribs. Willie T. Ribs is a good, <laughs> good pedal man. And I've heard that uh, I knew the guy uh, kind of stepped away from the World of Outlaws division in dirt racing, and that's Scott Bloomquist. And I think I heard his name come up in this division. He might be the man to beat. Because I, I think these races are on dirt, aren't they? Or some of them are. Some of them will be on dirt. Some of them be on asphalt. And uh, it'll be a good show. Well, like I say, I, I made another call to Brett. I, have, I mean, Jeff Bodine. I have to apologize. I talked to him twice, and he had to have had a merc, uh, some sort of a merc. Well, he might have talked to Brett, and he said, don't, don't talk to them bums in Spartanburg. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's Greg Moore. <laughs> Everything was, was really a go, but something had to have come up because he he, he responded, and uh, but this was this was the perfect time to have him on. It was he won the last race. Well, Greg, while well, we got about fifteen minutes here, uh, and um, just give us off the cuff, what do you remember about that race? I know we talked about it in yeah, your book remember, when we wrote your book. Yeah, well, I remember just about everything about it. Uh, first of all, like I said, it was in Sonoma, 1993, and now, we qualified third. Yeah. We qualified a strong third, and which was uh, it was really a collaboration type project because Jeff Bodine had come out of the shop and put a little, put a little bitty sway bar about that, which worked perfect. Uh, Daddy had some ending tricks on the chassis put in. We had a trick manifold that we'd used at the other two races we had built. A guy down in Louisiana, Eastville Southernhead for Alderman and, and Prostock and those guys, so you know it cheated up. But when we put that combination with the other thing, it just it just lit the thing up. Jeff Bodine drive a car. He come from rural New York up there. They they just about like us. Uh, they they like everybody. They don't they don't care who somebody is or who they ain't. And there's pig farming around there and corn. I mean, it's just like. Everybody identifies New York with New York City. You get out away from New York City to the west, it, it's, it's, rural, it's a lot of rural. All right, tell I mean, us about the race. I know race, about New okay. York's geography. Okay, the race, the race itself started. We were third, and it took us about two laps to take the lead. And we ran along to about the first pit stop, and I think we might have come out second on the pit stop, but immediately went back to, to taking the lead. And... The day just, we had the fastest car the whole time, and the only time we lost track position, uh, it seemed like we had to do some, some green flag stops, but uh, everything just worked out, and, and right there at the end, he was leading, and it had a caution, and let uh, which let uh, Ricky Rudd and Ernie Irvin in the four car and another car catch up to him, where he had them down about two seconds. And they had about eight laps to run. And Ricky and them, well, anyway, Rudd come over the radio because we were monitoring what we're saying. 
because this potter was standing there next to me and my engine guy, and he said, he said, Rick, he said, we can do something with him up here in the short stuff. We can take him out or something, but he said, once he rounds that thing at the top of the hill and starts down that hill, you can forget it. He just, he just would drive off and leave him, but he's a great road racer, uh, a very misunderstood person. Uh, like I say, his, his booze helped NASCAR, uh, I know people, especially Charlotte, would uh, uh, the, the not race. My old man, they drive drivers around, they throwing beer bottles, and the fans is going crazy. Well, let's get back. Let's but I th- thought that was pretty good. But well, anyway, we'll, we'll we'll get back to that and talk to Jeff, find out what happened later on, or, or down the road, well, or whatever. Tell tell something else interesting about that race. You didn't go to Victory Lane. No, no, I didn't. And, and, it, and that it, was your last chance. You didn't know it. Well, I didn't know it, but the thing was, my mama had bought me a brand spanking new leather jacket. It spent a bunch of money for it. Well, I had that thing on because it was a little bit cool. Well, I know Jeff likes to do just like Bud Moore always did, take and shake the shampoo, uh, champagne up and spray it all over everybody. And to be honest with you, I did not want to get sprayed down with champagne because oh. I'd probably been the main one hit. On your new jacket. On oh, my new jacket. You're, you're so fu- I went to the back of the truck, and before I could get track, I turned around, and all the reporters following me. So we De- had like our own press conference going on after the race. Deb Williams there? Uh, I think Deb. I might. Uh, there was some of them with at the back of the truck, and the rest of them were reporting, you know, and from Victor Lane and Bowdown just bragging about the team and the car and everything, and. Uh, I told one of the guys on Crust, I, I, I ain't going to get no champagne on this, on this jacket. Well, I know that sounds crazy. <laughs> it does a little bit. You know, it, well, you consider the source. you got to consider this, this is baby boy that's doing this. Yeah, but we're also talking 1993. Yeah. That was one of the, you know, we've always loved road course racing. Love it to death. We raced in the rain in Trans Am and all that stuff. Uh like I say, I, I, we're trying to get um, a hold of some IndyCar people. Okay. Fire up. But, but uh, I just apologize for this. It's, it's my responsibility to get the guests. No, Greg, Greg, you, you got nothing to I do drop. with whether they answer the phone or not. Let, let me do something here. Uh, okay. I got the results of that race. It was 74 laps long. Uh, you're right. Jeff Bodine did start third and laid 30 laps. Second was Ernie Irvin driving for... Uh, Larry McClure, the Kodak film, uh, correct uh, number four, that Oldsmobile. Nope, actually, this is Chevrolet. Ricky Rudd was third, driving for Hendrick. Fourth was Ken Schrader, driving for Hendrick. Fifth was Kyle Petty, driving for Felix Sabatis. Uh, seventh was Earnhardt. Let's see, one, two, three. Four. Sixth was Earnhardt. Seventh was Wally Dallenbach Jr., driving for Roush. Eighth was Rick Wilson, driving for Richard Petty. Huh. Uh, ninth was Terry Labonte, and tenth was Hutt Strickland. Jeff Gordon was eleventh, by the way. He was a rookie. So uh, that race was held on May the sixteenth, nineteen ninety three. So That's you're talking real. about a give me cold Twenty eight years ago, and we've all changed a little bit in twenty eight years. Greg. Well, I would so, say uh, we had, like I say, a couple more years. Be thirty years. <laughs> maybe we get Jeff or something on its on our thirtieth. 30th anniversary or whatever, but it, it was a good day for us and Jeff. Well, Jeff had a lot of good good races for y'all. I mean, not only won oh, the, he hey, won I, the I, Bush Clash and he won uh, those two in a row well, you that know, year in 92. We got into, because he's such a good driver, 
when when we, he found out like Elliot was going to take his ride, uh, then he started shopping, and I started courting him real good. And I uh, thought you were the one that broke the news to him. Yeah, I did break the news to him. Yeah, because I knew I knew what was going on, and he uh, didn't. And he well, they kept it secret from him. But I, I the way I heard about it was so remote, the indirectly, it was just like I can't reveal my sources, but. Uh, I called him and, I, and told him, I said, Jeff, I said, uh, what are you doing next year? He said, I don't know, guess driving here. What are you saying? He was driving for Junior. Yeah, he's driving for Junior. Johnson. And uh, so he said, well, Junior ain't told me nothing. I said, well, I can tell you right now, Jeff, you about to be fired. And I got, <laughs> no, no, seriously, I mean, we just talked candidly. I said, he said, he said, I can't believe. I said, "Well, check into it. Go, go confront somebody over there at the team, cause I got you a good ride with some good money. We got a bid more with by three other teams. Well, I've had to cough up back then. You know, you paid them hundreds of thousands of dollars, not millions of dollars. But this thing started getting pretty steep, and I finally had to go up another hundred thousand dollars to get him." <laughs> Well, Jeff comes down there, and Daddy was a little bit hot. Said, "I don't know what Greg thought about that other honey." And Jeff looked over at Roy and said, "Bud, I'm gonna make it up for you on the racetrack. First time out, won the class, run third to five. He done made it up. Well, you won that because I sat in the car before that you is, left. That is correct. <laughs> Something about Perry sitting in a race car. Well, I you don't... need to start carrying him <laughs> when y'all get all dialed back in, and let." All I know, Greg, is whenever I watch that bad boys of NASCAR, y'all's car come up a bunch of times in that segment. <laughs> so it, it, what can I say about y'all's drivers and Bud? Well, you could say that uh, <laughs> probably the Ricky, most famous had fight. Rudd, had Ricky Rudd on there. The, and you need to watch this if you ain't watched it. The most famous fight in NASCAR history probably uh, was uh, the 79 Daytona 500 and Bud Moore's Thunderbird is the backdrop. With uh, Donnie Allison and Cale Yarborough and Bobby Allison out there rolling around in the third turn. And Bud said at least he could have done come around and took the checkered flag first. Yeah, that cost you some spots. <laughs> but uh, anyway, the... Uh, the only six positions, I think about $30,000 worth for stopping, but uh, it's worth it. Yeah, well... The end result it's, was. It's a iconic, and I hate using that word, but it is an iconic moment in the history of NASCAR with uh, the fight they had down there. We, uh, uh, you know, Sonoma, I, I remember that race that they had back in uh, about that same time was when they had all those crashes at the carousel and cars were getting loose down there. I can't remember exactly how, but it's like a corkscrew going downhill and they would, they would just go off the track and I remember Derek Cope, I think he was driving that that Bojangles car for Kale Yarbrough, yep. number 98, flipping end That's over true. end with, with somebody else, and that might have been Cole Wiki. I don't remember. Cole Wiki hit that wall real hard. Yeah. Or he'd been hurt before, if I'm not mistaken. I think there was a road racer that got in the car and replaced him. But he, he Cole Wiki had gotten banged up or something before the race. I, I can't remember. But, yeah, he hit his car hit, hit the wall a ton. It was... Um, uh, Bud, Bud Moore's last win, though, and you, you'd have never known it because y'all actually raced for another, solidly for another three years through 1996 with uh, Dick Trickle 
and um, no, no. and and here and there after that up till about two thousand. So, uh, but Jeff won the last race, and he won a bunch of races for y'all. I hate we didn't get him on today, but that's just the way the Bodines are treating us. That's the way. Well, well it's the way it kind of goes. Uh, one comment I was going to make is about uh, uh, the fact that it was just it was just significant. But when we got Dolan back. And we went back out there. We flat gave that race away. Uh, that I mean, we had we passed every car on the racetrack eleven times because we had a couple of new pit crew guys for some guys that retired, mm-hmm. and we tried to practice them. And we'd come in leading, come out tenth, mm. come in leading. Even Ned Jarrett said, "This ain't typical of Bud Moore." Yeah, said said. Well, while what we still run third and. Given time, it it took the lead then, but you know a lot of that strategy and and different things, but it didn't happen that day. Got about two minutes, well, uh, Alan. What you got? I know one time it cost old Jeff when he pulled a no show. He was driving for Ginger Johnson, and uh, you know the racing season went all the way up to November and stuff like that. And then right after that, the week after Junior, he you know he kind of liked handing out bonuses and stuff like that, and. Uh, had a pretty good year with Junior Johnson, and Jeff was supposed to be in there at the shop and uh, presented out bonuses, and he didn't pull a show, so uh, Junior just started writing checks, and Jeff showed up about a day later, and he said, no, I wouldn't plan on giving. He said, well, you should have been here. <laughs> <laughs> he said, it's easy giving away somebody else's money. Need it. You got to use it the Bud Moore way, and he invented this. Hurry up, Greg. Well, well, driver takes 45% of the prize money. Car owner takes 45% of the prize money. And 10% goes into a kitty along with anything else that's a special prize, like a pit crew thing. And we split it up, which we didn't have but about 18 full-time employees and about five part-time. But we split it up at the end of the year, and it was several, several, several thousand dollars for everybody. There's a Christmas bonus. Already built in. Driver don't even like, like driver said that they, we've been doing it since a uh, long time. Ronnie, you taking your headphones off? You got any closing remarks here? We got a minute and a half. Well, glad to have you back this week. Hope you don't have to leave us again for a while. I hope I don't either. And just enjoy being here with you guys. Well, uh, we're gonna do it again next week. I'm pretty sure. I guess if it's Bill Blair, will show up since uh, he was thrilled to death to. Uh, uh, when he called me the other day and I suggested it, they are putting on in September the 11th, I think that's the weekend after Labor Day, the big, uh, that we went to one year at Mount Airy uh, in conjunction with Mayberry Day. Is they're having that this year? I didn't realize that you and I were at the first one. They didn't have it at all last year. And I remember you ran the boards and we talked, to, and I interviewed Rex White <laughs> up there and he was sitting in a 57 Chevy, white Chevy convertible. So uh, They had a bunch of people that time. It was a bunch it. of people. The weather, well just- the weather was bad. And uh, so uh, anyway, we'll do that uh, coming up in September. And, and uh, so I won't be here that week, but I'll be on the show, I hope. Uh, I didn't want to call in last week. I thought the traffic was going to be too bad, and I wanted to concentrate. And I tell you, the traffic was great. I mean, it was it was nothing like they'd been advertising all week long that it was going to be a nightmare. But uh, I know this was kind of a it was kind of a ragged show because of the guests not showing up. We covered baseball, softball, racing history, Indianapolis, and all the tracks in between. So uh, that's um, that's about the best we could do. Let's pull for all our local teams. Uh, to keep going, and we will uh, see you next week. And get her table. Ready.
next week. As Greg wants to steal from me, Natalie, get our table ready. We're on the way. And keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Wood's books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. We are the home of Open Mic Daily is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.1.